Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Happy birthday, Albert Einstein. It's the Luke and Pete Show. My name is Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Luke Moore. Luke, what have you got to say about one of the most celebrated scientists on the earth? <laughs> well, he's no longer on the earth, sadly. He is on the earth. Although His he's... energy is everywhere, mate. Did you not listen to a word he fucking said? That's true, actually. I like all these um, internet quotes that he did that people uh, <laughs> say. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. I you miss think... 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is it? Is actually yeah. is it actually his birthday today? It is his birthday today. Happy well happy birthday, Alms. What for finding that out? Did you research that? I just typed. Uh, I panicked. Uh, <laughs> I panicked. I wrote famous birthdays. It's also Quincy Jones's birthday as well. Okay, uh, Michael Caine as well. Okay, oh, Mister Mister Batman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mister Batman. Did, did he say that? Oh, Mister Batman. You? He says, oh, Mr. Batman, I do enjoy working in the Batcave, Mr. Batman. <laughs> one, of the things, one of the things that Albert Einstein did actually say yeah. was that if you can't explain it to a six-year-old, you don't understand it yourself. And that has haunted me my entire <laughs> life. My entire <laughs> life has been haunted you by uh, that quote. You shouldn't be thinking about explaining anything to 16, six-year-olds, not 16-year-olds. Six well, my year niece old. is literally six. Yeah. She asks a lot of questions, is all I'm yeah, going to okay. say. Okay, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna um, imagine me with a little worry pop and a big head. Uh, I'm six years old, Lukey. What's a mum and dad's special cuddle? Nothing's changed, Pete. Nothing's this is exactly changed. the same as a normal episode, other than just the, you did a slightly <laughs> different voice and you mimicked holding a lollipop. <laughs> like that Wayne Rooney. Lollipop. Do you remember Wayne Rooney's that was big a special lollipop? cuddle? Yes, and and he. It was like. The the thing that shocked me wasn't that um, Wayne Rooney was wearing like little um, little shorts uh, and a and a vest and looking like the side of a house as a professional footballer, mm. uh, licking a massive chopper chop. Um, it was that you know like you buy those chopper chops in the airport and it's like it looks like a big lolly and you think it's going to be a big lolly, but then you open it and it's not. It's just loads of little lollies in the shape of a big yeah, lolly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He somewhere got that big fucking lolly from somewhere, and I think I don't think that product exists i think he had that made specifically because he's a rich man or he was just licking the plastic of the outside of all the little lollies case uh, that would be even more demented that would be <laughs> that that would prove that he was a bit of a silly sausage wouldn't it really? i quite i quite like the i quite like that he has personally embraced that photo so because he sent he sent that photo to colleen on valentine's day on his instagram right okay which i he? think yeah. is a great amount which yeah. i think shows great self-awareness yeah, it's uh, hard to pay, brother. No, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean actually, he'd be putting Instagram posts out until bloody Tuesday. Well, he listen. Trying to, try to pay, brother, some cracks that he's made himself in that relationship. Good God. I think that you, um, you woke lot. And I'm going to include you in that, Pete. Me woke lot. You're too, um, you're too um, judgmental, I think. Right, okay. okay. I think he's a flawed, he's just a flawed human being, right? I said it on yeah. the Ramble a week or two ago. I, I, I like and respect him i don't necessarily like or respect the things that he's done or some of right. the things that he's done okay. but as a human being he seems like pretty self-aware pretty you know um 
happy to apologize for his mistakes. I, I watched that documentary where I thought he came across very well. Uh, he mm-hmm. said that the things I've done, I'm not proud of, but um, I hope not to do them again. And I, and I think that's, that's uh, and for me at least, and it's personal, of course it's a subjective thing, mm-hmm. maybe people prefer their um, their public figures to be perfect or as perfect as possible. But yeah. I personally find it a very endearing trait that people that acknowledge their mistakes and try and improve on them. And I think actually it's a, a really important part of the liberal tradition to try and acknowledge that. So I... I like his big lollipop. I liked his vest. I I'm like the fact that that's he a looks... mistake. I'm saying that everyone's been taken in by a documentary that was released at exactly the same time that his wife happened to be in court uh, with, with Jamie Vardy's wife, etc., etc. I, I like that as well. Pitfalls. I like that as well. <laughs> like straight, it's straight out of the David Beckham rule, but it's straight out the David Beckham uh, tactic book, isn't it? And, you know, big personalities have to have big PR, and good God, we fall for it every time. But you can't just make a documentary in a day, though, can you? No, but you know when the court date's coming up. What do you need? Some archive footage about him scoring a goal for Man United, lobbing the keeper, and then so they say, you, you come in and when he's get knocked knocked out in his living room with his. See, friends, I love that. You cannot criticise that. That was absolutely amazing. Now I, I really want to talk about that, right? So to our international listeners who maybe aren't as au fait with football. Um, <laughs> Wayne Rooney went back to his house after a, a booze up with his pal Phil Bardsley, also a footballer. I played for Sunderland for a long time. Played for United as well. Mm. And they got it, the thing I love about it is that like there are types of men, normally working class men, and we, mm. you and I certainly know a few of them, I'm sure, who are exactly the type to go back to someone's house after a, a pub session. Yeah, and you've been kicked out of the pub, so you go back to someone's house, and they say that type of person will say. Let's get the boxing gloves out and have a bit of a spa. And it always yeah. ends badly. It always ends badly. <laughs> it always ends with a cut hand through a through a coffee table, doesn't I, it? I hugely respect, uh, in a in a kind of terrifying way, the people who are capable of just turning the atmosphere in a room to something very very dangerous straight away. <laughs> and and th- th- there's there's definitely no other better way of doing it than saying who wants to have a boxing match. So yeah. Wayne Rooney and Phil Barty did that during the season. <laughs> while they were both playing football and then they got into a spa and Phil Bardsley it seems from the video footage available at the time knocked Wayne Rooney out cold Spark out, yeah. in his own kitchen now that's the kind of thing that's happening in front of professional footballers but the thing that makes it even better Pete is that I don't know if you remember Rooney scored a goal for United not far after that right. and mimicked what happened in a celebration yeah, he, just, he, he threw a few punches and pretended to be knocked out, but flat on his back. It was amazing. It was. You brilliant. are talking me round. I th- I, I've I've suddenly decided this is actually quite brilliant. Yeah, you, you're quite right. I think, I think what makes me laugh is because he's such a talented footballer, playing for such one of the biggest clubs in the world, possibly the biggest club in the world, and he's getting sparked out by his friend after a couple of drinks <laughs> in his in his front room. Um, and I think it was his kitchen. He could have really hit his head on the hard floor. But but you sort of got but you sort of got there are concussion protocols. There's no concussion protocols for what you do after a night out, do you? That's no, in you your own time. Yeah, that's in your own time. It doesn't count. It's in your own time. That we can't do anything about that. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. <laughs> so funny. Anyway, yeah, um, you're quite right, Pete Donaldson. What, what have you been up to? What's been going? I like your blue jumper. That colour really suits you, actually. Thanks, mate. Yeah, I found that at the back of the cupboard. It's one of my uh, the, one of the jumpers, one of the many jumpers I own that, that has the potential to make me rather ill. Uh, Why have you not learned your lesson? I washed them. I washed oh, them, mate. Don't worry about that. It out, is it? Give him a little wash. Uh, yeah, it seems to be. My face hasn't gone massive this time around. But no, yeah, I'm feeling good. I uh, my um, Over the weekend, I 
uh, helped my neighbour with a broken wall. His wall fell down, so I uh, helped. I tell you what, you know what's really heavy, Luke? Bricks. Yeah. Bricks are really bloody famous heavy. Famous for it, aren't they? They are they famous are for it. Famously yeah. very heavy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's it's, it's quite quite uh, quite and heavy. And I, I lifted about five bricks, and I was like, I'm I'm done here. To be honest, I'm done. I can remember. Um, so my old man. Always, my, my my old man and his friends always came from background of like manual labour. So mm. he worked in a factory, but a couple of his mates were builders. And I remember as a young-ish guy, um, I did some painting and decorating during um, the summer. Mm. I did a, bit, a little bit of not much, a little bit of labouring work. Mm. And um, I remember I probably would have been fifteen, maybe yeah. cash and hand stuff. You know, it wasn't yeah. like legit. But anyway, I, I um. I remember, mate, I remember at a building site not far from where I, my, my parents lived, or where I lived at the time, and um, they were building this, uh, I think it was a new school, and um, I can't really remember. The hod, they carry the bricks on. I can't remember how many bricks it's got on it, but it's a lot. Yeah. And I remember almost basically not even being able to get that off the ground, and these guys were carrying it up ladders, <laughs> like four or five ladders, and they were doing it like a hundred times a day. <laughs> at the time I remember thinking this is fucking sorcery yeah. I, I have no idea obviously I didn't have my man strength then some would say I still don't but I, def- I definitely didn't then and it was it was absolutely baffling to me yeah and, and I, I guess it's, um, it's a lot of it presumably is technique as well but you do sort of look at jobs like that and if your knees if it wasn't such long hours if it wasn't uh, if you were if your knees weren't fucked uh, when you get to 35 um, I think that that I, as I get older, I sort of go. There's something to be said for a job that you finish a certain amount of time, and because you're not in that space, because you're at home, you can't do anything. You can, nah. you, can, you are you switch off, you get on with the rest of your life, and then you start again at like what seems like six o'clock in the morning the next day. So it's it's an horrible job. It's really hard, but there is something to be said for a job that you just leave behind. Uh, yeah, I know what you home. mean. Um, you having a tough week, are you? there's just always something to do there's always bloody work to do there's always the tendrils of one job ending and another one starting and you never really stop and I feel that I feel that pain and I feel that kind of uh, stress but we have chosen to do this yeah I know I'm not saying but I'm just saying there's something to be said for for, for jobs that you can leave behind because I I don't think many people have those jobs anymore I think builders and and trades people are the only people who have that job uh, nowadays because you you are always contactable people will always uh, contact you whatever you're doing or whatever however and whatever level you're at also also an honest day's work like an honest like decent day's work which is almost tangible and you can say you know what I started off here and I've mm. made this progress today, and now yeah. I'm going to go and have a beer or whatever. Yeah. I definitely think that's um, that's a really rewarding thing and something that should be admired. Um, you know, on the other hand, I am not capable of that kind of work. <laughs> uh, my brain doesn't work in that way. So, for really? example, like, I, th- I think it's, I think you know, ostensibly people will say, oh, "Yeah, you're just lazy," kind of thing, but it's not that. Like, I-, I feel like I can really push myself when it comes to the actual work. I feel like I'm talented at, and I can work and work and work. I don't think anyone really necessarily very often outworks me but when it comes to manual physical labor i'm just not i just can't do it <laughs> just, i can't do it it feels like can't a massive it. thing in my mind like even if it's just changing a light bulb it just it really weighs on my mind I for, for a long it, time yeah. it's crazy how that, <laughs> and, and I, I also think that um you know maybe maybe that sort of stuff isn't valued enough i reckon mm yeah, but I'm, uh, but I, uh, and I think um, people get quite um, upset that they can't get um, things fixed these days because 
um, builders, you know, there's a massive, you know, timber shortage and stuff, and builders can choose their their work here and there. And people are sort of going, "Oh, how dare, how dare they?" It's like, mate, this, like this is how much they should be paid, and this is how picky they should be. You what know, do, you want the you... work doing? Get on YouTube, watch it, watch someone do it, and do it yourself, dickhead. <laughs> yeah, what, what, when you say "how dare they" in that voice, who, whose voice were you doing then? How dare they? Yeah, did I say "how dare they"? No, you kind of said like a, almost like a quite posh upper middle class how woman. How dare they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm thinking Russell Harty. Do you remember Russell Harty? Yeah, I do a little yeah. bit. I quite. I do a little bit. Yeah, he was like a really soft, soapy kind of talk show host, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but Pete, you know, you said there's a timber shortage. I wasn't aware of that. Um, right. But that storm we had a while back, a lot of trees came down. A tree came down in my fucking um, street. They could have oh, the yeah. timber from that if they want. Nothing else is going to be used uh, for pre more timber yeah it's it's one of the, i think um if you're a dog and you like you like uh, chasing sticks good god can you imagine yeah. can you imagine the weeks they've had so many sticks, more sticks in the street you don't chase sticks do you what do you mean chase yeah. sticks yeah you don't have to chase them they're not moving are they well you pick them up and throw them for them do you don't you oh then, true sorry then, that's poor the, by me i couldn't think dog... about that i thought you just spent there just walking along and finding them <laughs> do your dogs get, get sticks that are far too big for them yeah, it's it's never not funny. Like Lola's like absolutely tiny, and she'll try and pick up like a, a, a most of a tree. But what's <laughs> so happening what in the doing? dog's mind? At what point do they think that's too big? I think they can just see the bit of stick in front of them, and if they can get their their their, their mouth around it, they're just like, right, it's my stick now. And then you got mate, it's connected to a big tree. You big idiot. <laughs> right, that's funny. Oh, by the way, um, speaking of um, something that's weighing on my mind, I've okay. got an eye test later. Oh, Lukey! Well, you've started wearing the spectacles uh, lately. Here so, they are. Well, so why why have you? I I, I can't help but think you put the cart before the horse. You haven't your eye test after you've got the specs. What's wrong no, with you? No, but these are glare. These are anti glare. Right. Okay. So, what do you mean? Like, as in just? So it's, it has no. It has no to, prescription on it. Not to improve my vision. No, it's just for the. Oh. Um, it's just for the uh, what's it called? The t- certain type of light. Because I found that I was staring at, particularly during lockdown, I was staring at a, a screen for so much. Yeah. For so long. Okay. Right. It starts to make my eyes go fuzzy and my head hurt, so I I, I was recommended those. Yeah. And what happened was my head is so big, they didn't do a size big enough, and so the, the glasses just pinch at the sides of my head and make give me a headache in different ways. So that oh didn't really no! Work. But I had an eye test this time last year and I was fine. Yeah. Um. But obviously, you know, age doesn't come by itself, as they say. So I imagine <laughs> at some point I'm going to need to wear glasses. Both my parents do. Um. The Wi-Fi I have access to does as well, so we'll have to see. Yeah. Oh, good. Look, You've worn them ever since I've known you. I I got my specs when I was about f- six, I think, and I remember sort of turning up to school and and uh, very loudly announcing that I got a new pencil case. It wasn't a pencil case; it was a it was a pair. What of were you showing off? Were you lying on purpose? No, I just wanted. I I don't know. I don't know what I thought the end result was going to be because I mean, at some point I would have to wear the glasses. But I just thought I was so embarrassed about wearing, having glasses that I pretended oh. that I had a new pencil case. But in fact, it was actually just a glasses case. Uh, and I remember having that little tray. You know what I miss? I have I miss having a little tray. Oh yeah, I remember. The I trays. wish at, at Stack we should get a little tra- one. little tray. We should have trays for everyone, and then we keep our little our sweets and our catapults in there and stuff. Catapult? What, you grew up on an episode of the fucking Simpsons. <laughs> really a catapult? You didn't have a catapult, did you? Did you have a catapult? I was very much a uh, David and Goliath sling. <laughs> oh, that was a brilliant. Um, there was a beautiful uh, like Bible argument on the Ramble that may or may not have. Uh, yeah, I heard of, it. Of, of, of edit. Was it on the Ramble? Good. Yeah, I heard it. Actually, it, yeah. made the edit right. Okay. Yeah. 
Marcus, you, Marcus, and Vish. Marcus got upset because Vish said it was the sling that defeated uh, Goliath, and, and and Marcus said it was God. It was it was a wonderful little kind of uh, debate that went on. Well, it's a I metaphor, mean, as, isn't it? I, I say debate. Marcus just went a bit quiet and got angry at Vish. <laughs> yeah, which, I love which it. Makes, which makes the change of him getting angry at you for being immensely disrespectful. I know, I know, right? It's good to see Vish take off. <laughs> yeah, he got to spread the load. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I, it's, it, it, my understanding of that story is it's a metaphor, right? So uh, he did it, yeah. but he obviously he was he was given the faith to do it by God, and then. Mm. But we know. don't use it like that, do we? In that story, we use like kind of like a you know the underdog. It's an underdog story. Isn't the underdog it? story. We we don't sort of go because Marcus's retelling that tale is that God gave him the strength. Fine, but that that. It goes completely against what David and Goliath represents now. It is um, someone, despite all of the odds, um, defeating something that's that's bigger than them. And, uh, and, 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 and if you read the Bible, it's obviously a story about God helping out. <laughs> so if, you, just, if you investigate you know. any of it, Pete, I mean, spoiler yeah. alert, it turns out God did all of it. It's, so all it's, of it. it's, it's very confusing yeah. in a way because... Only God was one of us. We could, yeah. you know, just a slob like one of us make his way home. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of uh, Joe Noll. You don't hear you don't hear much from her anymore, do you? You What's don't. There used to be now? a DJ on Absolute called uh, on called John Osborne, and every time I saw him, I was, it's John Osborne. Funny card words, words. So apparently, she's still knocking about, old Joe Osborne. Uh, did you just figure that out in your mind, or did you very no, quickly Google, Google it. it? She didn't even write that one of us song. Did she not? Who wrote no. that? A man called Eric Bazilian, which is oh, a brilliant name. Oh, I'd like to very much find out what other songs Eric Bazilian. That's his actual is name. Like. It sounds like an amount of money that's unimaginable, but it's actually. Please his tell name. me all of his other songs are like, what if God was a car? What if God was an aeroplane? <laughs> what if God yeah. was a shoe? You're obsessed. I mean, that... <laughs> you got what? That's not what made you successful, mate. You yeah. think it is, but it's not. Call cool, like the record label. All right, Eric, I haven't heard from you for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a new album. <sighs> no, wait. <laughs> Wait, wait. It's um what if God was a sock? <laughs> <laughs> He's actually oh, yeah, called yeah. Eric Bazilian. Eric Bazilian. How many Baz- how many Eric's have you got? Well, how many have you how many copies you, to sell? Oh. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, great yeah, stuff. All right, let's have a break. Right. When we come back, we're going to do some Only Fools and Horses themed oh, emails. Yeah, it's fuck. taken weeks to agree to get Pete to agree to it, but it's in there now and it's happening. Just get it over like Pete. It's like ripping a plaster off, mate. You'll, you'll, yeah, you'll gotta get them done. Gotta right. get them done. Speak to you in a minute. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. It's time for emails on the Luke and Pete show. Luke, are you ready to hit me up with some tedious Ornifils and Horses shite? Yeah, I am. You, you've Good. got a moral responsibility and a professional responsibility to at least try to react and give an opinion on these, yeah? All right, fine. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com is the email address. Um, Jack and uh, Matthew have uh, both emailed in on Ornifils and Horses themed content so we are going to get through them um right pete do you want to just actually we haven't done this for a while very very quickly before i read these do you want yes. to give us in a couple of sentences um why uh, your your position current position on only and horses um it's uh only and horses is a sitcom that is treated like a sacred cow to criticize only and horses is to criticize everything it is to be british um and i think we have done better. We continue to do better, and yeah. And I've moved to Essex recently. <laughs> There's people, a lot of people, people who like Fuzz and horses. People who are well um, versed in your oeuvre, though, mm. will say, "Yeah, but is this like another thing?" When you said that, like Childish Gambino is, be- is bigger than Robbie Williams and stuff. Right, sometimes okay. your takes can be a little bit ill thought out. Right. But, so you're basically saying that the, the nation have taken Only Fools and Horses as a sitcom to their hearts. Yes. And that annoys you because you think it's mediocre. Poor. I think it's poor. I think it's a poor sitcom. It's not poor. It's a shitcom. It's a shitcom. I, 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 I've had a lot of people in my life who have had a surprising amount of Ornifuls and Horses uh, VHS box sets, and these are people from the <laughs> northwest 
<laughs> and you think they'd go for something else. It doesn't well, make any sense. Have we just Well, it doesn't. It doesn't. I, I just don't think Only Fools and Horses really speaks to me. I never knew anyone who was like a wheeler dealer. I never really knew anyone who was like a a sort of flat capped um, entrepreneur. Um, so if it was out, if it was about like miners, all who had asthma, you'd like it. If it was all about. Men who worked in a chemical... It's The Simpsons. <laughs> it's The Simpsons. <laughs> I like The Simpsons because Homer Simpson is my dad and he worked in a chemical plant. So. And you were definitely yeah. Bart as a kid. Definitely. <laughs> 100%. Oh, bugger, dude. Yeah. Uh, okay, right. Anyway, so let's, 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 um, let's, get, let's get through these. Um, yeah. Not in a disrespectful way, Jack and Matthew. I mean, let's no. just read them out. Um, mm. So... Jack says, hi, fellas, listening to the chat about the Only Fools and Horses themed cafe. Mm. Uh, that's the one that's opened up near my parents called Only Rolls and Sources. Um, funnily enough, uh, Jack says, I was on my commute driving past another such eatery, which I think has got an even better name. It's called Only Foods and Sources. So I don't know why the, <laughs> I don't know why the people near my parents didn't call it that, but they called it Only Rolls and Sources. I don't know why. Um, Complete with the presumably unauthorised use of the show's logo. It's definitely yeah. unauthorised. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, yeah, um, he's attached the picture. Um, he says, I've Googled this, and there seems to be quite a few places that have gone for this name with the same logo. Yeah. Um, P.S. I'm with Pete. I don't like the show. I don't find it funny. Um, <laughs> Good on you, Jack. Yeah, Good on so- so jo- Jack is creating content for the show, and he also agrees with everything I say, I've decided. But Pete, isn't it funny how, like... Because, by the way, I've got a bone to pick with you, which I'm going to come on to. Uh-oh. But isn't it funny how certain shows seem to just permeate the culture? We've talked about this in different ways in the past, but, mm. you know, everyone loves... So I would say, like, you know, realistically, I can make a claim that The Sopranos is brilliant, right? I don't want to get yeah. the bo- to the boring side of how great it is, but it's brilliant. But it's not really permeated the culture here. People no. in London don't walk around like Tony Soprano or fucking, you know, Big Pussy or, or you know, fucking Silvio Dante, right? But people, that no one would name a fucking sh- a restaurant or a no. cafe after Sopranos, right? No, and 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 like, but they I would do say- about Peaky Blinders, they do about Only Fools and Horses, they do about yes. some of these shows. And I've heard that despite your regular position being taken on this show about Peaky Blinders, I've heard on the Grapevine I- you just started watching it. I don't know what you're talking about, Luke. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Luke, I don't know what Peaky what? I don't By know. order not... of the Peaky Blinders. <laughs> no, I've not watched the first season recently. I enjoyed it. I've not watched it. I don't know what you're talking about, Luke. I don't know what you're talking about. Front up. What, did you actually like it? Uh, yeah, it's very good. <laughs> you're an embarrassment, love. You're an absolute embarrassment. <laughs> you know what? You know what really uh, surprises me? Um, that on the Peaky Blinders... Uh, how did they manage to make... It's a BBC show, right? Yeah. How did they so. manage to m- use so much money to make it? And I realise with later episodes and series, it's celebrated and everyone loves it, so that's why you get your Tom Hardys and your you know different characters sort of appearing. So, but um, from the get-go, it looks like a really expensive production with our tax dollars. I can't oh, you, figure it out. You changed your tune. What? Oh, you're talking about how good the production values are now. I think it's, yeah, it's beautifully done, but I don't know how they managed to do it. Um, I, I will say one thing. As a man of diminutive stature myself, I think it is astonishing how many tricks uh, they managed to sort of do by making, like, they, they managed to sort of perform feats of engineering to make uh, the lead, Killian Murphy, uh, look in any way commanding as a man who i've seen myself 
is about five foot six. Is he he's really? I thought he'd be really tall. He's a good two inches shorter than me. We were, we were in a bar, me and my mate Al, who were, you know, Al, he's very small. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he was, he was, I said, that's Killian Murphy or Cillian, I probably said Cillian Murphy or Killian Murphy, however you say it. Um, yeah, and he's, 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 he's quite, he's, he's a man of, uh, of diminutive stature. Uh, but he looks great. Uh, in in the sort of like a boiled man can look, uh, he he he's but he is very short and and, and you don't really sort of notice it in in the scenes. Yeah, but, mm. but forget all that. Mm. Forget that you forget fucking that. you're getting what stuck you into it. Are you, have you started season two yet? Uh, we'll probably start season two tonight. It, it's a really easy watch. There's a lot of fun. Uh, in the first season, there is a character who's an Irish, uh, a young Irish lass who is an undercover police. Person, police woman, police person, police woman, uh, and she is, uh, and she jo- and she she joins the pub. I think the pub is like the main hub. I've only seen the first season, so you know, excuse- I presume everyone's watched it. Who is who's interested? Um, she she's she comes in and she's got a reputation of being a great singer, and she sort of goes, "I'd like Friday to be singing day," <laughs> and, and and I'd like to sing it on. Sounds Fridays. like you wrote it. I'd like to do it. Do sing on Fridays, and uh, she sings and she can sing. But she's not like a like an amazing singer. She's an okay singer. Where she goes, diddly doo de doo de doo, sings like some kind of Irish songs. Um, but she's not that good a singer. It's like she's kind of like she makes this big thing of going, "I'd like Friday to be singing day, any way you want it, that's the way you need it, any way you want it." It's very underwhelming for a person who's you know whole rep, and everyone's entranced by this woman's very average singing. They're going, "Oh, I love, I bloody love this singing. I do. I love the I love the things that you notice." TV shows, Donaldson. Yeah. And I was, to be fair Very to you, I'm going to be completely even-handed about it. From memory, you more had a problem with the people who were really into Peaky Blinders than the show itself, right? Oh, to, to be honest, I sort of see um, the, the 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 tie pins and the collar pins and stuff like that. I think it probably annoyed me because that. I mean, this was like ten years ago that it started, or maybe eight years ago. Uh, they very much dressed like I was trying to dress, but I just didn't realise there was some parallel dressing going on yeah. <laughs> so people so would have thought that you were upset. a Peaky Blinders fan as well that's time. what I'm thinking a lot of tweed a yeah. lot of um, lot of tie pins a lot of, uh, lot of collar bars of, um, stuff like that yeah kind of very magician. upsetting never mind um, alright anyway um, well, it's a great it's a great kind of reveal it's a great plot twist in the mm. world of Luke and yeah, Peter right. you're now getting stuck into Peaky Blinders anyway Matthew uh, on the theme of Only Fools and Horses again Matthew says um, hi guys hope you're both well I wanted to share with you the ideal location for a provincial town live tour after Luke and Pete show, during the Christmas break, I was visiting a, in, a family, not a family, visiting mm. family in Cambridgeshire, not just a random family. And whilst on a whistle-stop tour of catching up with some old friends, I was required to venture out into the Fens. While idly driving through the couple of villages you passed to reach my friend's place, I noticed a bright yellow beacon up ahead. It was Ooh. a working replica of the Trotter's independent trader's Reliant Robin from Pete's favourite TV sitcom. <laughs> I was very, very confused. I did a full swoop on the next roundabout, turned back the way I came, and there it was, the Nags Head Pub, a fully decked out public house styled on the pub frequented by Dell and the gang in Only Fools and Horses. And parked outside was the Reliant Robin I'd seen a few minutes earlier. I popped my head in the door to take a look around, and it was every bit as depressing as you would imagine. <laughs> See you there? Question mark. <laughs> He's added a link. Uh, he said, what's the worst theme pub or bar you've been to? Surely it can't be worse than this. Take yeah. care. Keep up the great work. All the best, Matt. And just an example of those who, for those who aren't um, fully versed in the world of Only Fools and Horses, um, Trotter's Independent Traders, that spells tit, doesn't it? 
Yeah, it does. Yeah, and it's not so, it's something you sort of uh, pointed out quite recently, and I only just kind of only just got it really. Great, it's very, very, mm. very, very sophisticated humour, though, right? <laughs> it is, yeah. Would you like to go to the Nags Head near Peterborough, Peter? Well, I'm looking at the picture, and it's mainly just uh, th- their whole kind of thing is like it looks kind of like an outside sort of bar. Uh, it looks like a, a converted packing crate. An uh, outside the, bar? That's outside language. That's outside language. So they've got. So it's basically it's, it's only for horses, but it's mainly stuff they've printed out. So it's only for horses in that they've they've got a printer. And they've printed a big Nelson Mandela House Peckham London SE15 uh, sign, uh, some, uh, some 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 kind of like Nags Head kind of posters they printed out, and it, I mean it look out of the all of the effort you could actually make, it is they've bought a Reliant Robin. That's pretty much it's about <laughs> as depressing. It's about as depressing. There was this uh, new story about this uh, pub in Los Angeles, I think, uh, Irish pub uh, that is a Arsenal themed pub but literally will not allow Thierry Henry to enter because of obviously the handball uh, against Ireland oh, back in right. the day. Okay. And yeah. so, like, it looked... And I was like, I don't think anyone wants to go in that bar. You may as well ban everyone because no one wants to be in that bar. It looks disgusting. Uh, so, yeah, so there you go. <laughs> so it looks like that. Dude, I would I would probably venture that themed pubs generally are a depressing concept. yeah. But uh, if you are like a queen-based pub, I remember being in Tallinn in Estonia and going to a Depeche Mode bar. And that was oh, nicely really? done. A lot of posters, just constant Depeche Mode videos on the telly and stuff. And uh, yeah. I, I, that, I, there was I, that metalist theme bar in town called the, it called the Snooty Fox or something. Uh, the Intrepid Fox near, the Intrepid um, Fox, that's near it, Tottenham yeah. Court Road. So it's like yeah. crowbar though, isn't it? Like, you know, red, yeah. red walls, black... Um, floors and uh, just a general smell of bleach and, and sadness. It's quite funny really, because but... the one thing I always used to think about those kind of bars, um, there was one on Holloway Road as well, Pete, wasn't there? What was that called? Big Red. Big Red. Big Red, and, baby. Like, you, you, all the kind of um, all the kind of like chat and the idea of like heavy metalers or rockers or goths mm. or whatever, yeah. it would be like an intimidating thing. But actually, like they are the friendliest pubs. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Compared massively. to like a, like a provincial Weatherspoons, like there's absolutely <laughs> nothing sinister about them. It's like really laid back and relaxed, and everyone's really friendly. I always find that quite an interesting juxtaposition because yeah. people would expect the opposite wrongly. But they present uh, themselves as being slightly scary. So, going, I've got tattoos. Like they post things on Facebook, like uh, people think that people with tattoos are are bad boys but I want to tell you that the real bad boys are the people who don't have tattoos like no one gives a shit about your tattoos nah. don't worry about it Everyone's tattoos, tattoos used to be now. a thing tattoos yeah. when I was a kid tattoos used to be because obviously I grew up in a, in a naval town tattoos yeah. used to be sailors and drivers. Cri- criminals <laughs> criminals yeah imagine having a neck tattoo <laughs> say again imagine having a neck tattoo back then that's like proper prison tattoo stuff isn't it my old man's got I've told you this before my old man's got a tattoo that he did himself yeah, nice. And my like granddad's it. got one that his mate did for him when he was in the army. It actually, look, I mean, it's green now because he's old, but it looks good. It, like, yeah. It's actually done quite well. The guy was obviously had a bit of an artistic talent. Yeah, decent, fun. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> on that note, yeah. let's get out of here. Um, on Thursday, we of course will be back doing some of your battery brands, more of this kind of chat. I'm sure we'll have plenty of emails mm. into hello at lucapitch.com about the stuff we've talked about today. I imagine there'll be some strident defenders of Wayne Rooney, Only Falls and Horses, and Peaky Blinders. We'd expect nothing less. Um, and uh, I hope, hope you have a nice week, and we'll, and we'll speak to you speak to you soon. Let's do it.
The Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.